rotten motherfucker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Most Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Dammit Damien. All right, guys. I am super excited to bring you this week's episode. I'm excited to bring you every week's episode, but this week's episode in particular, because I think it is, quite honestly, my favorite episode so far. Uh, this week, we bring you Punk News Album of the Year winners, Joyce Manor. Uh, I met these cats at the Blasto Mat in Denver, Colorado. It was only my second time going to the Blasto Mat, and it was uh, quite a fabulous experience, other than it being 200 goddamn degrees in that in that little garage. But uh, uh, if you're in Denver or Colorado and you've never actually made it to the Blasto Mat, please check it out. Uh, they generally, from my understanding, do a lot of crust punk shows and stuff like that, because, or at least that the kids I know that play there all the time are in crust punk bands. But lately, they've got some good. Uh, underground uh punk rock bands and of the sort so uh really good good time um just really good visit it was only my second time there in probably about two years and uh i dug it buddies and uh so i'm super excited like uh talia the uh pr manager for joyce manor she works at wonderful ray b pr company probably the easiest and best pr company i've worked with outside of no let me take that back them and bear trap are probably the easiest most bestest uh, PR people I've worked with yet, uh, really great guys, both of them. But uh, Talia is uh, pretty goddamn wonderful. Uh, she set this up and said, hey, be prepared to have fun. And fun we did have. Um, before we get into that, man, tonight's been a weird night. You know, I, I know I, I, I say I'm going to try not to talk too much on these shows, but I, I, I got to tell this story because I live alone. It's 2.30 in the morning, uh, almost 3. I've got nobody to talk to, buddies, so i got to tell somebody. Uh, it's a really bizarre night. Uh, we went and saw Huey Lewis in the News and Joe Cocker at uh, Fiddler's Green in Denver. It's this big, huge outdoor amphitheater. Amphitheater. I said that completely wrong. Who cares? Uh, anyway, uh, it's a big, huge amphitheater out in uh, Denver. Um, they have, like, you know, a general admission standing area, a whole bunch of box seats and chairs and benches. And then they have this big, huge lawn area. We're sitting out in the lawn watching Huey Lewis in the news and Joe Cocker. Huey Lewis in the news should have headlined because they were, they killed it. Joe Cocker was meh, pretty boring. But, uh, when he played the wonder years theme song, it just brought a tear to my eyes. Uh, we got those tickets for 75 cents each. Thanks to a good buddy of mine, uh, Mr. Virgil Dickerson from suburban home and illegal Pete's. Uh, that was really, really great night. And I get home and I'm still wired. I'm a bartender. Uh, you know, I guess day job, but it's actually night. Anyway, uh, bartending, and I quit drinking for a little bit so I could lose some weight, and I'm about two forty, and I've already lost like five pounds, guys. Give me, give me a round of applause. Woo, five pounds. Uh, just, just one week without drinking and taking these uh, midnight strolls. So it's like one o'clock. I get home. Nah, it's anyway. I, I go out on this walk. I'm about three blocks away from my apartment. I, I went an unusual route. And there's this guy, and like I'm walking and I see, I'm like, is that a person? Is that a raccoon? What the, is that a bag of trash? What is it? I did, and then I get closer and it's just this dude just laying on the street. And I just kind of silently walk on by. And I made it maybe, you know, 20 steps away. I'm listening to the Joyce Manor interview, like just to kind of get a feel about it. So I, so we can talk about it here. And my conscience kicks in. It's like, what if that guy got stabbed? What if that guy is hurt? What if he's dying? What if he's dead? And you just left this person laying on the sidewalk. Um, you know, I read somewhere that a good person would not have even walked by, but you know, 
So I, you got to kind of question the idea of walking by. But, you know, you don't want to fuck with some homeless person or whatnot. But I get it a couple blocks away. I call the police non-emergency line. I talk to the lady. She asked me to hang out, stick around. And I hang out and I stick around. And this guy was wasted. The uh, ambulance and the fire truck get there. And they're doing everything they can to get this guy up and at him. And he might not have actually been wasted because he had a... Uh, wristband on his on his arm from a hospital he had recently gotten out of a hospital for god knows what so he's probably i may have actually saved this homeless person's life it did indeed look to be appear that he was recently homeless uh they opened up his backpack and uh we were all expecting them to pull out some needles and drugs but instead they pulled out about 20 tall cans of what looked to be like I, I honestly don't know what kind of booze it was. I think it was juice, some cheap uh, malt liquor. They pulled out some uh, cheap generic uh, juice, like juice, like a 59-cent jug of juice you buy at the grocery store, especially if you live in the ghetto, you know what I'm talking about, and like a pint of uh, looked like whiskey or something. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the ambulance drivers were like, yeah, oh, it's been a weird, crazy night. Thanks, thanks for calling. Thanks for uh Thanks for doing it. You did the right thing. This, you know, who knows what have happened to this guy. So just a random, weird, bizarre night. And the story is not random, weird, and bizarre. But like I say, I got nobody to talk to. So I got to tell somebody. So I'm going to tell you guys right here. And so I, I, I go along my merry little way, and I'm listening to the interview with Joyce Manor, and I'm listening to live tracks we're going to play. That's right. We're going to play a couple live tracks. And, uh, and it's just like it, grin, grinning ear to ear, just listening to this episode. Uh, it, it's one of those where I... Th- the night before, I'd gotten ridiculously drunk at the Dear Landlord Murder Burger Show at uh, the Marquee Theater in Denver. Stayed the night in my uh, buddy's apartment and just fucking kept drinking. Woke up hungover as hell. Ate some Denver Biscuit Company. Stayed hungover the entire day. Went and saw Dark Knight Rises. You don't care about any of this, but, you know, I feel like telling the sto- telling it. And uh, so I get to the show, and I'm still, like, hungover. My brain's fried. I'm, like, not out there. I'm wired from coffee, but coffee doesn't actually cure a hangover. It actually, in my my opinion, makes it worse. So I drink half a bottle of whiskey watching the show. I drink it out of a f- flask, and uh, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I, I've drank myself sober. I feel great. But then I listen back to the tape. I'm slurring my words. I'm still a little saucy and then after the Joyce Manor show I uh, went off to Three Kings Tavern and saw Pinkerton Thugs who was a kind of a legendary Recess Records uh, I believe Go-Kart Records you know pop punk band from you know early 90s and they're pretty goddamn good but I got there only to see the last three songs but still what a weird bizarre great night for pop punk music in Denver uh, there was another couple house shows and whatnot too so Denver's got it going on y'all I need to get out of there I need to get out of the springs Colorado Springs and get up in the Denver and get up in that shit you know what I'm saying uh, so anyway uh, fantastic episode today this is probably my favorite po- um, interview I've done yet um 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 one of these days I'm gonna stop saying um uh, but then it wouldn't be most of harmless damn it, Damien. But no, uh, thank you to Mike Park and Asian Man Records. They are sponsoring this week's episode. That's right. We got a sponsor, friends. They're sponsoring our contest over at uh, mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. Uh, they're giving away a CD, shirt, and sticker package. It was going to be an LP package, but he ran out of LPs, and he's not sure if or when he's going to get any more. So we're just going to give away a CD, uh, shirt, sticker combo. You go over to mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. You'll see the little icon over there. You click. You click. You click that, it takes you to the contest page, enter the contest page, and then randomly in about two weeks, I'll pick somebody to win. I don't actually know what day it is because I don't have a calendar right in front of me, but uh, uh, two weeks from Monday, we'll pick a winner. 
when uh, winter two weeks from August 13th. So uh, I can look that up on my calendar, but I'm not. So I'm gonna quit rambling, guys. Uh, we're gonna we got a couple live tracks on this episode. Um, I really think that these live tracks, I stuttering, rumbling, blah. Anyway, so listening to these live tracks I recorded, I recorded them on an H1N1 Zune handheld recorder. Wonderful little device. Uh, it picked it up pretty good. Like, it's raw, it's rough, um, you know, but that's what I like about it. I could play a couple tracks off of one of their albums or two of their albums or whatnot, but I, I think that really captures that sense and that energy of the live band that we took and brought to the interview. And I think uh, playing a recorded song would be a dis just justice injustice injustice that's the word and uh so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and play this live track here before we get into this interview and uh it, the volume i adjusted the volume in the middle of the recording i could go back and edit that thing but we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about that buddies so just when, when that volume goes up it's not your headphones automatically going up it's me sitting there in the venue going hey i could turn this up uh thanks to the blast on matt for making this happen you guys are really seriously throwing some killer shows and thanks to Joyce Manor and Talia for setting this up and making it happen and thanks to you guys Joyce Manor for being really cool dudes and giving me a Dragon Ball Z t-shirt alright let's uh, let's hit this live track I don't know the name of it uh, I'll figure that out and throw it on the website for those of you curious uh, this is Joyce Manor hey thanks to Sleeping Weather and, uh, and is it Chase Ambler 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 all right, fuck yeah, you guys are so good. Thank you. We had a tape in advance, we listening to our tape for the rest of the store because I'm sick of this, these people's musical taste. And that's for fun yours.
all kill the germs. So, um, you ever have Goldschlager in Tabasco? I can't say that I have had mm. Goldschlager in Tabasco. It's not bad, dude. It tastes just like a hot tamale. Have you ever had a, a dirty Mexican? No, but it sounds sketchy. It's, uh, <laughs> no, we made it. This guy ordered this before. It's, you rim a glass, a shot glass with mayonnaise, then you do the tequila with Tabasco sauce, and then a uh, pickled jalapeno on the rim. Ooh, not damn. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. I would do it. it sounds, like, it sounds like the. You say tequila, though? Yeah, it's tequila Ugh. with mayonnaise. Oh, I'd do it. I hate tequila, but I'd do it. It sounds like eating the diarrhea that you have the day after you eat a burrito at like 3 in the morning. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Talia, because I know I was talking to like you earlier, and you were like, oh, I didn't know we were doing an interview tonight. Yeah. But uh, it's for a podcast, so okay. it's going to be like, people are going to hear it. So uh, it's not really like formal, like I ask questions, but it's more just us hanging out bullshit. Yeah. So that's that's what I like. And but then I then again I tend to ask a lot. I still ask a lot of questions. I fucking make an ass out of myself. You feel free to chime in. Oh Jesus. Okay. I mean, if you want to, it's it's up to you. So um, so uh. Yeah, and, and I'm already recording. So um, whoever listens to this is gonna hear me all. Uh, the wind's blowing like crazy. It's picking up on my mic. I'm sorry to you listeners at home. Um, but so yeah, I'm hanging out uh, outside the blast on mat with Joyce Manor. Who? Who am I hanging out with for those at home so they can differentiate the voices? Barry, Kurt, Chase, and Matt. And Matt Stalker. You have a giant, beautiful beard, my friend. Who are you? I'm Eric, just a friend. Yeah, and they're staying the night at your house? Yes. Have they, stayed, have they stayed the night at your house before? Oh, yeah. Are they, are, oh, yeah. Are they great oh. guests? Well, last time, uh, one of them was puking up tuna fish, so <laughs> they're pretty good. Yeah. Gas station tuna, man. Ooh. Was it like a canned tuna or just... Subway at a gas station. So probably not even a can, probably in a bag. Yeah. Ooh. Probably a frozen bag. Yeah, <laughs> most likely. <laughs> um, I, I pulled out the Fireball Whiskey and you guys said there was a story behind the Fireball Whiskey. What's up with that? Uh, it's What's up with that? Last last Fourth of July in uh, Tennessee, we had a great night. We were um, we played a show. Not too many people were there because it was Fourth of July. A lot of people were spending it with their family. But um, the kids that were there were really fun and we were having a great time. And we actually actually had a fire firework fight with some neighborhood kids, ranging from ages seven to thirteen. Thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just like running around shooting fireworks at each other. I was having so much fun. I was having a great night. I was like, this is wonderful. I could do this for the rest of my life. Touring is great. And I was having such a good time that I decided to break my um, liquor rule. I'm not allowed to have liquor because I get too drunk. <laughs> but um, we went to this party, and uh, there was a girl there with face paint on, and I, I drank some Fireball whiskey. She had like a raccoon suit. She had a raccoon suit. Yeah, dreadlocks. Yeah, dreadlocks, face paint. And she was wrestling people, and I had had a, a couple shots of Fireball whiskey, and I was pretty hammered. And uh, she's like, do you want to wrestle? And I was like, sure. And I was like, well, I'm sure to win here. I've never won anything physical in my life. But this, this ought to be where I can redeem myself. <laughs> and what happened was she beat me two times in a row. And I became very upset. I don't know what it is. I have some macho. Did you like slap your ear? I also, yeah. Matt I, Ebert I, slapped I me in the ear. Oh, I was like, okay. I was probably on his level. And I intervened and, and boxed his ears, thinking Slept that was like a funny hurt really bad. <laughs> I blamed myself losing twice to a girl much smaller than me. <laughs> but because Matt slapped me in the air, it wasn't that he slapped me in the air. I just am, 
I'm not I'm a very yeah. not a very strong man, <laughs> and it's okay. You don't have to be strong to be a man. But and it's not it's not it's not. I you know I feel I feel like I it's silly that I got so upset. Like it's okay if a girl beats me in wrestling, but at the time I, I took it very personally, and I was like I never, I don't really want to be in this band anymore. I don't really want to <laughs> play music anymore. I don't really. I'm not very happy with the kind of person I am. Shit got really dark. We yeah, all, like I, I told the night took a turn immediately. Just I, within I minutes, I basically told everyone that I didn't want to be in the band anymore, and it was all over. And it was because of the fireball whiskey and the wrestling match that I lost. <laughs> and, and this was just a regular wrestling, not like I was having. Wrestling. No, I was having a lot of fun. It was a great night. And I was, was smiling. In front yard. I had a big <laughs> smile. I had a big smile on my face, and then I got. Pinned there are literally times. hundreds of stories about whiskey turning this guy into an animal. Uh, no, it's not true. I, I, I am not very good at hard alcohol. I don't have a very... I'm, very, I'm a thin male. And I don't have a lot of alcohol. The alcohol doesn't absorb into any fat, so it just makes me act like an yeah. idiot. Well, as I was saying earlier, I'm very jealous of your uh, thinness. Of my physique? Says, says the... So two, it's yeah. So it's not too bad to be beat by a woman because your physique is ph- phenomenal. Right. Well, <laughs> phenomenal um, physique. I, uh, I, I was at a house party, this is probably 12 years ago, probably about the time I got the shirt that like we were talking about earlier, uh-huh. and I mud-wrestled a buddy of mine. Okay. <laughs> Did you win? No, I got my ass kicked. Okay, but a man or a woman? It, it was it was a, it was a man, and okay. luckily he is about my size. But two hundred people watched right at this house party, so I know how embarrassing it is. There was a crowd. There was a crowd around. Everyone was cheering like, "Come on, Barry, you can beat the girl!" And I couldn't twice. The first time I was like, "Oh, you know, I let her win," and I was like, "No, I was like, no, I'm just not very strong." It's okay though. How much do you weigh? I weigh 140 pounds. Ah, see, for six um, two though, that's not that very much. Yeah, I've got a hundred pounds on you there, buddy. I'm jealous. I'm so jealous. <laughs> it's okay. And you man. look good. You look nice and healthy and thank handsome. You. And well, thank you very much. <sighs> I can't very get sweet it. Of you. I can't. So it's all I have going for me. Yeah. Well, I, I can't win yeah. in the wrestling, but I could model for. American I mean, apparel. Uh, <laughs> Andy Kaufman, I think, was about. I don't know how tall he was, but he was a scrawny, skinny yes. little dude, and he beat the shit out. Well, not beat the shit out of women, but in wrestling, he yeah. beat them constantly. Right. So maybe you should just practice, and maybe, maybe that can be like the yes. Joyce Manor. Side I was show. hoping that would be my thing. Where I'm like, you know, I might not be that strong, but I'm stronger than women. <laughs> so. The start of a new life. Yeah. <laughs> but now. Uh, we're gonna get a bunch of angry emails. You don't really mean you hope you're stronger than women. No, dude. I don't. And that's the thing. That's the whole thing. I realized that it's, it was silly of me, and it was the whiskey that made me act right. such a <laughs> macho idiot. Are you sure you don't want to do any shots of this right now? I'll do a little bit. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the interest, in the interest of uh, making this more amusing, don't try to beat up that my is pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't I, I will tell it. Bad for us. I, oh God, <laughs> I had a very little bit. Um, I, it's I, really tasty though. It yeah. is really good. I, I love this yeah. stuff. I will tell you, I'm 240 pounds. I've drank half that bottle, with the exception of what you guys have had, and I still feel relatively sober. And I think I have a problem <laughs> because I've drank that much, and I I'm still like I can drive home right now. It oh, leaves a really great. nice uh, tingle in the roof of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of oh. post mouthwash situation. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, I, I'm going to get a little bit serious here. So t- I, I tend to ask people <clears throat> questions about their earliest years. Um, playing music, getting into it. So I was curious, like, um, like when you guys were like, let's say six years old, um, your parents are playing records. You got a song that you just fucking fall in love with. Do you guys remember a song yes, or yes, a moment absolutely. like that? What was mm-hmm. it? For me, it would be um, George Harrison's uh, "I've Got My Mind Set on You" or George Michael's "Faith." Oh yeah. 
those were my two um there's there's early footage of me um with a toy acoustic guitar with he in in the video he has this one foot against the wall and he's kind of like looking like a badass and i was i was trying to do that so there's a lot of posturing it's all the all the, all the joyce manor <laughs> posturing dates back to the uh, george michael thing and then the uh i guess the pop sensibility would be the george harrison thing mm. so it's uh i've got my mind set on you by george harrison if you if you're 17 and that was much before you ever heard it just check out the song it's a great song and george michael's faith Later covered by Limp Bizkit. That's probably one of your early memories. Is the Limp but I was there for the initial George Michael's fate, which is is, is um about as good. <laughs> I remember that. I uh, I was obsessed with Batman, which I went and saw The Dark Knight Rises today, and uh, I got to see it a second time because I I nitpick everything because I'm a story anyway. But uh, but I watched MTV obsessively because of. Prince's Bat Dance video, waiting for it to come on because I was a Batman fan, so I got yeah. to experience all that. But uh, but anyway, we'll, let's continue. Hey, enough about me. Let's continue. It's about you guys, not me. Um, is I don't know. Um, my mom is Mexican, so she listened to a lot of mariachi music. So I grew up listening to that. Um, it's very rhythmic. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that's just kind of how I got a lot of the rhythm aspect mm -hmm. to drumming. Yeah. I don't know. I can't really think of. A song in particular when I was younger that I really doesn't all mariachi music sound the same? It, to me, it kind of does. I don't speak Spanish, so to me, it kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of picked up on like easy things. Yeah, easy things like rhythm yeah. and you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Next. Uh, for me, my dad said that the first song he ever heard me sing was "Say It Ain't So" by Weezer. Nice. And how uh, old are you? If that's I'm 20. Oh um, shit. And then uh. <laughs> yeah, and then um. <laughs> And then the, but the first song I like super re, like really connected with was uh, Vincent by Don McLean. It's good. I have it's no really idea good. what that is. Yeah. You ever heard oh, that dude, song? So good. Um, maybe. Don McLean. It's the guy who did American, American Pie. Pie. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There it goes. Yeah. It's his yeah. other single that wasn't as popular, but it's really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. It's about you Vincent Van Gogh. It's a real good song. Well, yeah. I'm a fool. Matt. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt actually tried to. Uh, I'll tell Matt's story for him. <laughs> I have one. Dude. When Matt, when Matt was, uh, when Matt was younger, he called. Uh, he, he faked sick from school, and then um, he, his mom pretended to go to work, but really she was waiting in the living room and caught him rocking out to Guns N' Roses, "Welcome to the Jungle," and he was uh, just rocking out in his room. And she opened the door, and he had to go to school. So his earliest rock memory. Was being forced to go to elementary school because <laughs> sucked. because of, um, because of Welcome to the Jungle. His but my actual is... my actual earliest rock memory rock memory. Um, no, my the earliest memory I have is uh, my mom had this live Who. It was like the Who live on TV that she like. It was some live concert somewhere that she taped off the TV, and I would watch it obsessively like every single day. And I thought Roger Daltrey was like the tightest. But now I don't even really like the Who that much. Really? I mean, I think they're okay. I just there, there's a fascinating like a uh, four hour documentary on Netflix right now that you should. I don't know. I liked it. it about it the actually, Who? Yeah, it actually made me like this four hour I, documentary about a band you don't like. They, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> you should I would still check enjoy it. Out. Yeah, no, no it, seriously, they're one of those bands that I was pretty passively into. I was like, yeah, Who's okay? And I watched this documentary and it's converted me into a fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
My mother, my mother had a similar. Every time the power would, or not power. Anyway, we had a. She had a recorded Elvis live in Hawaii. Whatever, I forget what year. And every time, like the TV would go out or something, she would pop in that VHS and play it. So Elvis was one of those. Every time big... your illegal cable got like shut off, <laughs> <laughs> it was like okay, uh, Elvis VHS is going in. I did grow up in a trailer awesome. park in Louisiana. Yes. Oh no, I, I I grew up with illegal cable as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not passing judgment. I'm just saying uh, I understand. <laughs> uh, I, I like that you already answered the question of how that kind of helped you become some of the drumming <clears throat> aspects of it, and and that's kind of uh, a lot of what we we do. Uh, what did? Why did you start playing music uh, oh, before honestly, you guys? I like, always kind of thought playing music was something that you knew. People who did it initially just kind of knew how to do it, mm-hmm. and I didn't play music till I was seventeen. So a lot of my friends could play guitar and stuff, and I thought that was really cool. And I remember my, like, when I was seven, like, maybe, like, late 16, my friend showed me how to play um, Brain Stew by Green Day on guitar. And I I just fully, like, like, power, like, not even, like, bar chords are with the three strings, right? And power chords are just two strings. Bar chords are, like, the entire... Yeah. Okay. No. This this was like this was like this was like one string on a guitar. Okay. Like bass. Like yeah. Like dunna, dunna, dunna. And from and from there, I was I I kind of like figured out like how to play an, uh, one Operation Ivy lead. I learned how to play the lead from Knowledge. And then I was like, you know, I could write a fucking ska punk song. I could fucking do this. And then I started a band that sounded exactly like Operation Ivy. And I just sang because I was like super. I didn't like. I was like, I'm not gonna buy a guitar. Like, holy shit! Like, you have to have like a job. It's insane. So I, I, I started a band where I just sang and I like found people who could play the songs. But I kind of wrote it in that same way where it was like, it goes like, and I'd play one string and like da na 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 na, and I'd sing the vocal melody and it's like, you gotta fight fair if you wanna be a good guy. And like, it was really really bad. But then, and then it's like ska part. And I play like ska rhythm on with like one string, like, and then it's like, and you need to stick together with your friends. <laughs> and that was my initial uh, being in a band. And it was really, really embarrassing for a long time. And then I, I eventually got a little better guitar. But uh, yeah. Does it, any Brain that, stew? Yeah. Does any of that footage still exist? Or is there any recordings or anything of that? <clears throat> yeah. Dude, there's a. Uh, I heard there's a funny video that there's the, you. Uh, there's nothing. Oh, Joey Quan tell you this? Yeah. Of you asking out. Um, oh yeah. There's a video of my very first band, and I asked out this girl that I dated for like a month <laughs> on stage. <laughs> I was just singing, and I was like, Joni, like you're my kind of girlfriend, and I don't like the sound of that. Do you want to be my girlfriend? And she's like, Yeah. But she's like, I just had to say yes, and then said yes there's a really good youtube video of this guy asking this 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 girl to marry her over like at a baseball game oh, like put yeah. it on that thing and she's like says like no like i need to think about this and then he's sad That's that harsh. should have probably happened to me <laughs> so my my beginning music thing i really should have stopped no it's great this is fantastic <laughs> you've actually answered questions i was about to ask anyway um like, what was the most humiliated you've ever been in your life? <laughs> what made bit. you think maybe music wasn't for you? <laughs> are you hurt? Are you, are you a just sad, sack idiot? I, you've actually uh, influenced me because my, my birthday is uh, Saturday. We're throwing a big party. 
And, and you I'm want me to teach you how to play brains too? <laughs> Will you please? I, I actually I, okay. I pretend to be a bass player, sorry, but I'm not. Yeah. But no, like I was going to do a live podcast, and I was cool. going to. And my dream girl is this burlesque girl, and I was going to ask her to be a do guest. It. Do it. And do it in I was the gonna, most humiliating way possible. And then I was going to. That like, makes it harder I've, for her to say no. I've actually I've asked her sympathy. Out. I've actually gotten her to agree to go out with me, but I get so shy around her because she's my fucking dream girl right. that I run away from her. Okay. And without getting her number. And so yeah. I was like, I'm going to get her on stage. I'm going to be like, hey, let's go out sometime. But I, I kind of don't want to now after hearing yeah. your story. No, no. Like, I, I asked this girl to be my girlfriend, and then I don't think I kissed her for like another two weeks. She's like my girlfriend, but I was like, I'm so scared. How old were you? <sighs> I mean, honestly. 16? This is going to com- conflict with my earlier story, but I was probably like 16. Fair enough. It's okay. But I, was, but I, I told you I learned how to play guitar when I was 17. But you were a so. singer first. Yeah. We the, the, the ages are all, are all conflicting. Yeah. Ed, in post. In post. Yeah. We can figure this out. All right. Well, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Uh, probably. You've had, you've had a couple shots of, well, a shot. I had one. And there wasn't even, no, I had, a, I, had a, I had a smooch. Yeah. I had a smooch. I kissed <laughs> it. Uh, so we talked, you already kind of mentioned it. You got anything else to add to that, Mike? Ah. Oh, there's a video of him wearing a fedora, plastic <laughs> fedora. He's playing drums and singing "Since You've Been Gone" by Kelly Clarkson. It's good. Um, we haven't found it's the video. A fantastic it's a fantastic song. I'm glad it is a fantastic song. It is. It a fantastic is. Song. Uh, Ted Leo, like his cover of that was what got me into Ted Leo. That, yeah, you know Ted Leo, I know uh, Ted the pharmacist. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that he covered that song, and there was a video of it on YouTube, and I'm like, Kelly Clarkson's kind of a genius, but it, or whoever her songwriters are. So yeah, yeah, no, it's a great, great song. Yeah, yeah, that song was really good. Yeah, but there is a video of Kurt singing. Like, I've never heard Kurt sing in my life. I'm glad it was really. But he's so, playing, uh, playing drums while singing. Uh, yeah, Both I'm the uh, like technically I'm the person who should be finding that video. But there's yes, also really embarrassing footage of me on that too because my <laughs> old band did that show. And um, so he, this is high school. Uh, I'm a little hesitant. So. But it, but uh, his band also covered uh, Rapper's Delight. Yeah. Um, oh, come that. on! You don't have to do that. Yeah, too. come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, dude. But um, <laughs> hey man, we were all fifteen. So <laughs> we all made mistakes. Well, how old were you really? Uh, it was high school, probably like fifteen, sixteen. Okay. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. Take that yeah, shot, dude. Yeah, but you ever, uh, you ever, you ever like, you ever like encounter a sixteen-year-old? You ever like, you ever like encounter a sixteen-year-old nowadays, and you're just like. You're not. Dude, you're so you're wrong, wrong yeah. about everything. You're just fucking hurt. <laughs> Sixteen-year-olds, man, they don't know anything. But you ever meet a sixteen-year-old and they're like really clued in and like awesome and fun to be around? You it's know? definitely rare. They exist though. That girl Sonia is really young. From uh, Portland. She was in. Uh, kind of like this is like on a podcast. <laughs> Dude, she's awesome. Yeah, she's cool. I she's like she in like, tight shit. I don't okay, have a lot of listeners. Five people might hear yeah. this. It's okay. Sometimes sixteen-year-olds come to our shows, and sometimes they're really cool. It seemed like there were a lot of them tonight. Yeah, yeah. young like, kids. Like that's great. Like you guys have that younger crowd. Like laugh down. I'm actually yeah. really happy though that the, the whole pop punk revival, I, I guess revival. Yeah. That's going on. Like totally. it, that you guys are a part of is really attracting those younger kids. Yeah, Not because totally. I want to be a pervert, and but no. Uh, <laughs> but it just but feels, because it's like yeah, yeah. It just it's exciting. Of, it reminds me of how I felt ten years. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we never got to you or you. Like, what were those? Uh, what the fuck question did I ask? Yeah, I forgot what the question. What made you want us to like play music? Um, Blink One Eighty Two, probably. Well, you two. Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, not you two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're about. We're about to, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. about to throw down. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just uh, I always thought that like playing guitar and singing looked awesome, yeah. and that I like. 
that's something that I would like to have a handle of. Um, I remember thinking that was so boring when I was younger. I was like, oh my god, like who would they don't have a singer? Who would like want to have just a guy who plays guitar? That's it's funny so because annoying. I thought that uh, I thought the opposite. I was like, why doesn't he just play guitar? Like, yeah. what would a band had like a front man? I was like, yeah, could. yeah. I remember my friend Jesse was like, like I can't believe the guy from the Strokes doesn't play guitar. Like, he writes the songs, he doesn't play guitar. Like, what a fucking poser. <laughs> I, and I was like, I think it's cool. Yeah, I just thought it was cool to just sing. The voice of the band, you know, it's, no. he's just all he does is sing. It's always weird to me that uh, Vinny from Less Than Jake, the drummer, writes, writes all the songs, everything. Yeah, and Iron Maiden, their bass player, really writes everything. It's, it's tight, it, but it's it's kind of awesome. It, it kind of you can do anything and still and not just be the assign, face of the band. Assign roles to everyone around you. Like, yeah. Here's what you do. Yeah. Do it right, or you're out of the band. <laughs> I like that. I wish I could do that. What about you, Matt? What, what was your like? Why? Why did you start playing music? Um, I have an older sister, and yeah. she, from when I was really young, would just play me like Descendants records and Propaganda records oh, and shit like that. And I just, I was just always super into it from a really young age. And I started playing, playing guitar when I was like, <clears throat> probably thirteen, twelve or thirteen, right. and. I don't know. I just oh, I've just wanted to be in a band since I was that young. It was always very attractive to me. It sounded awesome. I always wanted to be in a band, but I have no musical talent, so I interview bands instead. Yeah, there <laughs> Dude, you go. I was exactly like you. Like I wanted to be, I wanted to like, go on tour, but I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna like like roadie for a band because I didn't. I thought like seriously, like you could either do it or you couldn't. Yeah. And I like, tried, and I was like, yeah, I can't really play guitar. It's too hard. <laughs> and uh, Matt didn't used to want to go on tour. Ever. He was always like, I don't want to go when on tour. When we first started playing music together, this guy was like, We gotta go on tour. Dude, we gotta go on tour. And I was like, Dude, like, I don't know, man. I'm like, I don't know what you want to do. I just got out of high school. Like, I need to, like, get my life together. <laughs> I don't know. But now it's like, now it, it's like, not anymore, but it was kind of the opposite where I was like, Dude, we gotta go on tour. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. You never want to be home. But yeah, now it's like, fucking, I'm 25. I don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> I want to just go on tour. <laughs> no, but it was a total like reversal of roles. Where like when we were younger, we weren't in no, we weren't in a band that was like really no, anyone would have given a shit about, and we really shouldn't have been going on tour. But all I want to do is go on tour. And now that we're in a band where we can like you know do well for ourselves on tour and have like you know healthy tours. I'm I'm I was the most reluctant. I was like, I don't know, I don't want to fucking go on tour. But now now we're both kind of on the same page again. Yeah, yeah. just good. We both want to be on tour. Now you guys have known each other forever, right? All, all four of you guys, or no, for a long time. For, no, I've known me and Matt. Matt, uh, I joined a bowling league when I was uh, fourteen. And like, Matt, is was, that bullshit or really? I swear to God, no, we okay. met at a bowling league. Yeah. I had an AFI sweatshirt and he had a mustard plug shirt, and we were like, "What up, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, you ever you ever been to a website called Interpunk? <laughs> like, yeah, I've been there. And uh, so we were bowling together, and I thought man, it was hilarious. And we kind of lost contact for a while. We, like, we we hit it off really well, and it, it was definitely like there was there was definitely chemistry. Like fireworks. We, and yeah, there was definitely fireworks. <laughs> we were. Yeah, we should have. We definitely like like would have been best friends if we had met when we were five. Like there was definitely a a um, the guy the guy cracked me up immediately, and and we were into like similar stuff, and um, we kind of lost touch for a while, and then we met again through a. Uh, Orange County ska message board, <laughs> and uh, and then his band was looking for a singer, so I was going to try out, and then I never showed up. I flaked on that, and then um, later I was like, well, we need a bass player, so I asked Matt to play bass, and we ended up starting a really bad punk band, 
for a couple of years, and then um, now we're in this band together. But that's like many years. Ago. And, and so that band is how me and Kurt met Barry. And yeah, Matt, me and Matt were playing. Me and Matt were playing in this like this punk band that is not not so great. <laughs> but um, Chase's band when Chase, how old were you, Chase? Fifteen. Like uh, Fourteen or fifteen years. Yeah, when Chase was like fourteen, he started a punk band, and we were all from the same town. And like yeah. his punk band would like play the same shows. We'd play like they'd play like first, and we'd play like last. And uh, it was kind of like, like we had like a little bit of following and they were like just getting started and at, at first they weren't very good like they had like a reggae song about Walmart and then we just like watched them like get just watched them get like get really really good and then and then, and then eventually oh Chase's God. band was better than oh. our band and uh once, once English Rose never broke up for a couple of years, and I was like, you know, I moved into my first apartment, and uh, I was like, you know, I want to fucking start a band. I was like, I talk to Chase, and so initially the band was just me and Chase, and we both played acoustic guitars, and it was like this weird acoustic pop punk band. And then um, Matt moved to Portland, and then when he moved back, uh, I was like, dude, Matt's got to be in the band. He's got this, this awesome voice; he can do great backups. And then uh, we had a shitty drummer, so we kicked him out, and we got Kurt. Huh? And that's the. That was a bit harsh. Can we edit Sorry, that? Mike Smith. I don't think you'll <laughs> no. ever hear it. I don't think you'll ever hear it. But he wasn't a very good drummer, and he, he decided to do the thing for work. And he's like, "Go, oh, we can't play shows for a month." So we got Kurt to fill in, and then the chemistry with Kurt was really, really good. Yeah, and that, so we just uh, we told I had to tell him like, "Hey, man, Kurt's gonna be our drummer." Yeah, it was only totally like a like a band moving forward decision. Not like that. I hate the guy. You know, no, that, I really yeah, like yeah. Mike Smith, and yeah, I, yeah. I I feel bad for saying he's shitty. He's not a shitty drummer, but the chemistry wasn't there. And well, if he hears, he will not hear this. Ten, fifteen people might listen. I know, <laughs> oh, and I just don't think he's like like constantly googling the band name. Like, where, yeah. what did they say about me? Like, yeah, I don't think he's that kind of guy. I think yeah, he's, he's doing his own thing. He's too. definitely yeah, doing yeah, his own thing. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got some shit going. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you guys, you guys are fantastic. I don't have to ask you questions. You guys just talk. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. I love it. Well, it's less work for me. And well, you brought like, the fireball, so. I did, and it's fantastic. Oh. Um, so, I, I first found out about you guys. I'm, I'm a little, almost a little late to the train. It was through uh, the best of 2011. Punk News? Yep, yeah, Punk oh, News. Cool. And you guys won. Yeah, it was fantastic, right? For us it was too. really yeah. exciting. Yeah, really cool. I've been like reading that website for so many years. Do, do you guys post on it a lot or anything? No, because Tim from Elway is a really, really good. Well, I, I don't know about really good, but I've known him since he was sixteen, and he was in a shitty band called the Commies. And he was in a uh, Tin Four and Eleanor was the band before Elway before they changed their name. And he was always on Punk News posting constantly. Really. And I think that kind of helped raise their image. So I was just curious because you guys just kind of came out of nowhere, and I went and totally. I listened to the album. And I got to point out that uh, we're at about twenty six minutes here, and we're this interview is longer than both your albums probably put together, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, but no, like it, it, it's fascinating. How how fucking scary was that to win album of the year? Yeah, it was really awesome. Cool. Yeah, I think a big part of it is, um, uh, like I said, like I learned at a guitar when I was like seventeen, and um, how old are you now? I'm twenty five. Okay. But I don't feel like we I ever wrote songs like a musician. Like I always wrote songs kind of like a listener. Mm-hmm. Like, like what would I want to hear? And I feel like that's like it can it can be kind of lacking. Like you hear bands now, and it's like it's kids who got guitars when they were thirteen for Christmas, and like they've been introduced to all this music at a young age. And uh, it's very like um, a, a lot of bands I hear. This very like, like self-indulgent. It's very kind of like uh, 
they're I don't know they're especially you know, especially with the punk news crowd it's like very like melodic and like mid tempo and um, kind of it can it can start to sound a bit samey at times. Mm-hmm. And then I think the bands that did really well uh, this last year were like the best of punk news thing. It was like yeah. bomb music industry who have a, a tendency to be really hyperactive, and which is awesome yeah. I think like their songs and they've only gotten. Uh, Jeff's only gotten better and better at writing songs, and but they're very hyperactive, fun, exciting songs, and I feel like maybe that's like what that those same kind of kids were like. They liked about us is they have these hyperactive songs that never really last longer than a minute and a half, yeah. and it's like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus in like a minute. You know what I mean? And, and uh, I think that that's just what people are kind of like gravitating towards is you know, get just just the facts, ma'am. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it's easy. It's light. Like, I kind of want to compare it to, like, fun-sized candy bars. Yeah. Like, it's totally. short, it's sweet. <laughs> and you want another. Yeah, and you Just want another. another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, more. I, think I, made, I think I made that exact Yeah, it's not the first time that comparison has been made. Exactly. Yeah. To, to fun-sized candy bars? Well, when you, have a, when, you have a, when you have a full one, you're like, oh, I feel like shit. I should, <laughs> I should just go to bed now. But when you have a fun size, you're like, oh, this is pretty good. I think I another one of those. Uh, I have four more. <laughs> I, I'll be the guy that digs out the hundred grand out of the bag, and I'll eat them all, and then be like, oh, "I guess I got to eat the rest." <laughs> so I guess you guys are kind of like a hundred grand. Thank you. Is that a hundred grand? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Grand. Those are good. Yeah. Oh, they're my favorite. Um, yeah. So, so we're your favorite band of all time. Thank you. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> um, but really, like, I had never seen you guys until tonight, and I didn't see you guys tonight because there were so many people, and you guys played on the floor. But still, I got to hear it live, and it's fucking like. I hate to kiss ass because I always kiss ass on here and I get uh, emails from listeners. Stop kissing ass, but it, it's fucking good. Um, I, I dig it. Like I genuinely like fuck yeah, let's fucking do it. So, um, well, we're big D four fans, and I think the thing that separates D four from a lot of the bands that sound like D four is they play a little faster. They play with more urgency. They have like, right. awesome lyrics. Like their songs are like about shit. It's not like <laughs> their songs are like, four minutes long. Yeah, it's like a four minute song with like this big like you know like. Lesson like, learned. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not like like sinking ships and my friends and shit. It's <laughs> like they have like something to get across, and it's like really poignant yeah. and like snotty and fast and just what is good about punk is is there. What what is the lyrical content? Because I really can't understand oh, the yeah. lyrics on the lo-fi recordings there. Uh, I I feel like I feel like a lot of our early stuff is just really self-loathing and just like over the top, like emotional, kind of like just. Um, whiny uh, like girlfriend stuff which I love like I love bands like that but uh no I, I feel like we're kind of gravitating a little bit away from that a little bit but I, the, yeah definitely the, the first record is especially very um uh well, so so into this girl man and she's not even into it man yeah. that kind of thing but uh, that, that's always fun what kind of input do you guys have in the uh, whole lyric and songwriting process? None. Who writes all the... Who writes? Do you write them all uh, yourself? Yeah. Everything? Yeah. Top to bottom? Top and you guys have no input? Some just stuff kind of just manifests at practice sometimes, yeah. but for the most part, this... Uh, er, not, not not even for the most part. Like, the songs come to practice, like, already written by Barry. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think all all of my favorite bands are bands where the they have one principal songwriter, you know? Right. I mean, I don't know. It's sometimes it can work where you have like different people writing parts and shit. But to me, like, it's you know one brain creativity. It's just like you know you wouldn't you you don't see like art that has like 
a million different handprints on it, you know? Well, so, we, we do every day we go see a movie pretty much now. Well, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but then again, the movie the movies suck nowadays unless you're watching an indie film. But anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to go. No, no, no. I know, I know sure, what you're getting sure. Yeah. So, um, I, I was in a band once, just once, and, uh, <laughs> and it was one of those things like nobody would write a song. It, it would be like, let's have a... It was... I don't Let's even get want to together get a and see what happens. Jam Let's jam, get yeah. together and jam and like, oh hey, we wrote a punk rock song today. Oh hey, we wrote a pop song and it was awful. Uh, great dudes, bad band, uh, which is the name of Armchair Martian album, which means nothing to you guys. Um, I remember Armchair Martian. Yeah, yeah. It, it, John Snodgrass, the singer of Armchair Martian, is a really good friend of mine. He's uh, in, the original, the guy who sang in all first, right? No, no, no. That's Chad Price. No, the uh, guy Scott. Uh, that's Scott Reynolds. Scott Reynolds, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm buddies with all. He was an Armchair Martian, right? He probably did some backups and stuff. Uh, anyway, sorry. So, oh man, drop a cigarette. Uh, so, man, we're just jumping all over the place. Um, so, let me look at my notes here. Of all things, um, what's the... Of all what, things else, you can grow tired. Right. That record was already recorded before you guys won Album of the Year, right? Yes, it was. Mostly? Yeah, yeah it was. Did, did it add any... Like, does winning album of the year from Punk News add any pressure to you guys at all? Or is it just like, oh, hey, that's just a cool accolade? It was just a cool accolade. It's really... It's it's awesome. Like, I, it, it made us super happy, but it definitely didn't add any pressure. Like, we oh, just... cool. We just... The second record just kind of came out organically. Right. Um, what's, what's the biggest... Like, uh, recording... You guys pretty much record the first record in somebody's home studio? No. No? It was in a real studio? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, okay. my notes it, were it, bad. It's raw. It's, it's like definitely a, raw. We wanted that. We wanted to sound like like us live. Yeah. We didn't want it to be like <clears> super <throat> polished and polished. Uh, why? Why? Like, well, you guys are a pretty lo-fi band, but you guys stick with for both records. It's a pretty lo-fi, like yeah. straightforward thing. Is there a particular reason, or is that just what you like? Just like what we like, the sound we like, you know. Yeah. Just you know, you just fucking put a mic on a guitar and get the tone right and. You don't want the vocals to sound too processed, you know. You, you lose all the the just the human qualities of the band when it's just super processed. And like, I would love to work with a producer who like like just had an incredible pop sensibility and could tell me like, you know, that part's cool, but it would be cooler if it was like this. But as far as just like making everything, you know, just brick wall compression and taking all the. Uh, Nuances out of the out of the song. It just seems like an idiot move to me, and yeah. so many bands do that. And it just seems like, well, you're an idiot, and that's why your band fizzles out because yeah. there's no there's a human quality to it. How are you guys gonna uh, keep that human quality going? How are you guys gonna stay honest to what you are? Because I'm, I'm going back to community college. And I'm not gonna write songs for a while, and then I'm gonna um, try to kind of write better songs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some vocal lessons and. Uh, just take a break from songwriting to try to, you know... What it really comes down to is that, like, there's... I don't know. Like, the internet can be kind of, like, daunting sometimes. Like, yeah. it, it's really easy to just, like, go and, like, read about your own band. <laughs> but but I, I just think that's kind of destructive. Um, but, I mean, like, my favorite part of any week is just having game practice. So, like, I think as long as we keep that sort of... Um, like, that... Hurt. That just, like dynamic of just meeting up and you know just like yeah. 
being in a band with your friends. It's, like, it's also it's the only way that's ever made sense for us to do it, too. It's like, I don't know. We don't even really have to talk about it. It's just like, this is just how we all like the way things sound. Right. So Shit's got to sound good at practice. Before yeah. you even go in the studio, like, just, if you can play the song together, and it's like, that's fucking, that sounds really good. It works with everyone's style. Yeah, everyone's... You, have to, you have to work to each other's strengths. Yeah. Like, you know, if... I bring a song idea to the table and we, it's not really sounding good with the four of us playing it, then it's time to kind of get, get in there and retool it so it works for everybody. Um, I, li- I like the chemistry between the four of you guys. Like, it's fun just hanging out here talking to you guys. Like, <laughs> it really is, and, and, and it's great. And hopefully you guys um, can keep this going. I, I know you guys have... You guys have already played with H2O in some yeah, of those yeah, weird shows? Yeah. But you guys have the Against Me shows coming up, yes. right? Yeah. Like, do you guys ever just, like, pinch yourselves? Like, what the what the fuck am yeah, I doing absolutely. here? Dude, every, every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that's crazy. That was kind of the one. Because we've been on tours with bands before that I think are incredible. Uh, uh, like, I, like, like, uh, we toured with Treasure Fleet and uh, Andrex and Jihad. And I, oh, fuck uh, yeah. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, and, um, but I mean, like, Against Me is just a band that, like, Essentially, changing my life. Yeah, like, we wouldn't. We would not sound yeah. the way we do if it, if it wasn't for growing up with someone else. Yeah, and then like, 100%. and and people can say what they will about like, you know, direction just any kind of backlash. Yeah, the that direction that band gets, chose but, to go in, but I just reading interviews with that band and just like what, uh, just certain like just writing devices and the urgency and like the shouty pop sensibility that that band has. The older I get, the more I realize like that's exactly what we are doing. Yeah. It, it is like almost 100% like a, com- a carbon copy of that of, <laughs> of the appeal of that band and why that band became so popular is because it's so energetic and urgent and shouty and every line is memorable and that's exactly what we're striving to do and it, and it grabs you it grabs you yeah. Yeah. E- even if you're not aware of it grabbing you I was, I was thinking there. about I was thinking about it today there's uh, that song um, what was that and we rock because it's us against yeah. them Okay, the, that line, like, and we rock because it's us against them. We got our reasons to sing. Like, that line is, like, it's, like, a call to arms to these kids who are, like, yeah, it's us against them. But then he, like, completely turns it around. Well, she now. But at the time, he totally turns it around and says, like, and it's it's so much less confusing when lines are drawn like that. And it's just, like, like you're fucking idiots. Like, like you think, like, you're so like so far above like regular people well, then even but you're more, not and then like, even yeah. more the whole like idea that Tom is now Laura yeah. and the lines are drawn just like that he's oh, going back through that catalog is just fascinating right now, yeah. 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 oh yeah. my absolutely. god absolutely yeah oh. and it's um, all, all the struggle with like gender dysphoria that that guy's been through or yeah. that, that woman's been through now um, yeah, it, yeah it, it's uh, it, it adds a whole new dynamic to that band and it's a very exciting time to be touring with that band and they're just uh, a band that we all are just in we can't, can't believe we're, we're joining them and it's all it's all through Andrew Andrew came to see us with uh, Andrew and Jihad in um, in Gainesville and he was just the coolest dude and he, he was like yeah we should do the west coast with uh, Andrew and Jihad and Joyce Manor and it's just Andrew's been really cool so um, other than that you're, you're going to communicate yeah we're going to wrap yeah, it up yeah, now yeah. Um, you're going to you're going to go to community college after going on tour against me. You're not going to yeah. go conquer the world. No, 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 no. We gotta we gotta take a take a step back and gotta yeah. take a breath and uh, yeah. just make sure we're writing good songs. Just get like, back that's the, real most, life. the most important yeah. part. Yeah. yeah, and just like you know, well, uh, one one question is this it? Like, are you guys going to be musicians for the rest of your lives, or are you guys going to go back to school and I'm going to be 
I mean, realistically, Whatever. I think we're all going to have to, like, uh, eventually, like, kind of yeah. do our own thing. I mean, yeah. it, it's a tough life to make a living off of right. this, because it's... For the foreseeable future, though, we're hanging out. We're yeah, you know, like, I'm, like, like these, like, my, songs. my best friends, so... Yeah. And it's, like, I hate to bring it back, like, it's fun to hanging out with you guys, because you get that vibe, and it's like, I just want to jump in this tiny little van. <laughs> the thing is, as long as we're writing good songs, like, we might get together and write a record that's not very good, and we won't put it out. Like, I, right. I listen to our band so, uh, just objectively, like, like from a listener standpoint, and, like, we, like, we'll record songs sometimes, and I'm just like, this is not, like, really up to par. And so if it gets to the point where we're writing songs that just aren't up to par, it's like, yeah, maybe it's time to kind of, like, gracefully bow yeah. out. Great. And I, I, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if that was in the foreseeable future, if, like, you know, like, you know, I'm just not really writing as good as I used to, and I'm not as uh, excited about it as maybe I was. And maybe we'll just kind of, like, not, like, do the big dramatic, like, Joyce Manor's over, broken up. Yeah, but maybe, but yeah, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> but, may, but maybe we won't, like, do something for a while, you know? Kind of oh. like Dylan Jafar do that sometimes. Like, sometimes oh, you'll be like, like, are they ever going to do anything again? And, and then they'll put an album and it's great. You know what I mean? But it, it's, you have those, like, bursts of creativity. And I just feel like it's important and we're never going to, like, force that. And yeah. as long as we have something that, like, we think is, like, yeah, this is definitely yeah, a we're step not, forward. This is, this we're is not trying forward. to milk this at all. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's not like, a, like, well, we got to do it because, like, what the fuck is there's money to be made. Yeah, like, yeah. Th- this has just been, like, something that's been gratifying like like emotionally and has taken up so much of all of our brains for such a long time that I think that uh, would have been dumb not to do it you know? yeah yeah I don't think there's anywhere else to go from there cool. um, gentlemen yeah. thank you for hanging out with me Absolutely. like course, way after the show this is this, this is really fun it's really so good. thank you thank you very um, yeah. please like let's yeah let's end this right now bye okay. guys awesome. all right buddies Buddies, what a fun time. Like, seriously, I feel like uh, those Joyce Manor kids are going to be lifelong friends of mine from now on. Uh, hopefully, hey, guys, if you're hearing this, Barry, Matt, the dudes, if you guys ever need a roadie tour manager, uh, ass kisser, whatever, please give me a call. I work cheap, maybe even for free if I'm still collecting unemployment from losing my day job. Uh, I am your guy. I will go out there with you guys and and uh, suck those dicks. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Joyce Banner, they're still out on tour right now. They're uh, finishing up the East Coast leg right now. Then they're hightailing it across the country. They're hitting up like Tulsa, Albuquerque, straight back to California. They got a few more like festival shows in California before they hit the UK in September 21st. It looks like they're going to be over there for about a month. Again, they're on tour for uh, their new album, Of All Things I Will Soon Grow Tired. Thanks to Mike Park and Asian Man Records for sponsoring this week's episode. We really couldn't do this without you, Mike Park. I really wouldn't do this without you, Mike Park. You're one of my heroes. You're one of my idols. Uh, I met you once upon a time right outside the Plea for Peace show in Denver, Colorado, not long after September 11th, and we had a great interview that I wish I had the tape for because it was that great. So thank you, Mike Park, for sponsoring this thing. And thank you, Talia from Raby, for just being gorgeous, awesome, cool, and setting this shit up and being just a wonderful person. Uh, please, if you guys, uh, if you guys out there in the PR, uh, not PR world, but you know, you know what I mean. If you're in the inter- interview racket like I am, please uh, work with those dudes. They're fucking killer. And uh, in case you were wondering, like we were talking about it during the interview. Uh, because, you know, that's what I do. I talk way too much. Uh, we're talking about my birthday party, how we were going to do a live podcast. Unfortunately, we did not do a live podcast, but I did ask out my dream girl afterwards. Uh, I, I got up and sang a song with Artless Nancy, and then after that, I kind of blacked out. 
I do remember standing out on the uh, the smoking patio with this young lady. I wasn't smoking. She was. I mean, hey, this girl's always smoking. <laughs> and uh, I'm talking to her. And I, it's just flashes of things. I know I, got, I know I asked her to get another drink with me. I'm pretty sure she said she would. She gave me her phone number. And then I'm pretty sure I unloaded 10 pounds of crazy onto her. Uh, needless to say, I do not remember what I talked to her about. I kind of think I walked her to her car. And I definitely remember her going, Damien, I'm not going to make out with you. Damien, 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 I'm not going to make out with you. I'm not going to make out with you. And uh, I'm not sure if she made out with me or not, but based on that that sole fact right there, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> Needless to say, I have text messaged her once asking when we would get that prohibitive drink. Needless to say, she has not yet responded, but it's only been a week. Maybe I'll bug the shit out of her this week, and we'll see what will happen. So, Again, if you're new to uh, Mostly Homeless Podcast, uh, pretty much every episode is like this. Sometimes it's a little bit more professional. Sometimes it's a little bit more retarded. Uh, sometimes it's drunken blackout comedy gold. <laughs> uh, please take a look over at MostlyHomelessPodcast.com. Enter in the uh, Joyce Manor Prize Pack Contest with a CD shirt and uh, stickers and uh, maybe who knows what else Mike Park will throw in he's a rad awesome dude hopefully maybe he'll have some LPs in and maybe throw one of those in too and Mike if you want to send me one I'll take one I don't have one I love you uh, and please like we've got some great interviews over there with like Broadway Calls Broadway Calls is another one interview that's one of my favorites and I think up there with this one and it has not gotten the downloads it deserves so please go mostlyharmlesspodcast.com take a look at our back catalog uh, listen to the uh, Minziger's ep- episode Bouncing Souls yeah, you know, we're, we're just going to leave it with that. Uh, we got a couple more live tracks. This is the last three songs uh, the Joyce Manor dudes played that night. Again, I'm I'm not too good at knowing what the hell these songs are. I'm going to go figure it out, and I'll make sure to throw them up on the website in a couple days or something. Uh, please, thank you for listening. com. Please check it out. Leave some reviews on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Enter that damn contest. I want to give stuff away. You know how hard it is to give away stuff? Nobody will fucking enter these things. So Anyway, uh, these are Joyce Manor. Uh, thank you again, guys. Please take me on the road. I love you. Uh, hugs and kisses. Thanks for listening. Good night. We have three more songs. Yeah.